Welcome to Married to the Job, a podcast for partners of emergency services workers and those considering the lifestyle change. This podcast includes stories, opinions, honest chats about what it's like when your partner works in emergency services and the impact of ultimately being married to the job. I'm your host Erin. My husband Matt has been a firefighter since 2016. We've grown our family alongside his career and wow has it been a roller coaster. Let's dive in. Okay, so my story, being the partner of someone who works in emergency services, started a long, long time ago. So when my now husband and I met, he was working as a mechanic for the CFA, so that's the Country Fire Authority in Victoria, and he was, yeah, a mechanic and that was his job and he loved it and as time went on he started to really enjoy the trucks and started to think about being a firefighter his stepdad was a firefighter in the cfa so um, at that time cfa was you could be paid and volunteer firefighter matt my husband um, his stepdad was a volunteer firefighter and so he did have experience with you know seeing what it was like being a volunteer firefighter Um, but ultimately Matt was keen to be a paid firefighter and so our relationship moved quite quickly and um, at that time and I mean I still am but at that time I was very goal-oriented and so I really encouraged Matt to start exploring this emergency services world and he was obviously keen to be a firefighter so we started to explore that together and we didn't really know much about it admittedly we were young and wild and free I think Matt at the time was 23 um, and I would have been 24 so we were spring chickens we had the world at our feet we definitely hadn't considered kids and um, yeah, life was really great. And so Matt just applied. He winged it and just applied. So at 23, he applied. And um, at that time, the application process was different. Um, the way that it all, um, the order of things was very different. Um, and admittedly, I do think it was a, easier for Fireys to get into their role back then um, for a number of reasons, but mainly because it was split at, into CFA and MFB in Victoria. This is I'm referring to. So um, back then, yeah, the CFA had the volunteers and the pay, paid firefighters working in what was classified as Country Victoria, um, and the borders of Victoria like the suburbs and things haven't been updated. So ultimately, you know, what is a suburb that's quite close to the city now, well, regarded as quite close to the city now, the outer east is um, was at that time considered country. Um, and then the inner city was um, MFB. So if you are from Victoria, an example would be, I mean, I'm from the eastern suburbs, so sorry if you're not from around here, but 
Um, an example would be that the border of MFB um, ended at Croydon and then Moorlbark CFA, uh, yeah, so Moorlbark was then CFA, so and it still is actually um, volunteer firefighters. So yeah, this is a whole other topic for another day, but ultimately um, my husband Matt applied for Country Fire Authority as a paid firefighter and yeah, it was definitely easy back then. And so he applied and I think the first time he made it through to the final round. So back then um, you did a beep test, then you did a written test, then you did a group interview and then you did a final interview. And so Matt made it through to, I'm pretty sure it was the final interview. And ultimately they just kind of said, look, you, you need to get a bit more life experience. So go out, learn and come back. And so, yeah, being a little spring chicken at 23, um, he took that in his stride and decided to le leave his role as a DMO, mechanic for the fireys. Um, for CFA and he um, then moved on to a job of working in production line which he hated but it was really good money and then he ended up taking a job with a at a bicycle shop which um, totally changed the trajectory of our life but um, that's a story for another day so he definitely started to gain more confidence in his other roles um, and was working around different people um, versus his mechanic jobs that he'd had in the past. He'd only had two mechanic jobs. So he wasn't really worldly. Um, and yeah, it was a really good, it was really good advice that they gave him. And yeah, we stand by the fact that he shouldn't have got in the first time. It was admittedly, <clears throat> I actually don't know how he made it through to the final interview the first time round, but he did, good on him. Um, and yeah, so that was the first experience of going through it. And it was, it was and still is a really drawn out process. So you do definitely have to have patience. You've got to have persistence and you've got to have a clear goal in mind because they're going to know if you're just doing this for a career change. They're gonna know if your heart's not in it. And yeah, they are really, um, they force you to be persistent with it. And I think that that's a really good thing. And obviously I'm talking about just our experience with the fire, um, yeah, fireys. So the next time Matt applied, we were definitely more committed we put a lot more time into study and training and it was a team effort it really was and i think that that's super important as the partner because it is your your whole life's going to change and it needs to be a team effort um and yeah so we were in it for the long haul we really understood the value of the role but we also really hadn't considered how life would change. I mean, like I said, at this time we didn't have kids, so um, I suppose we hadn't really thought about how the shift work was going to affect our life, but we were just going with the flow of things. And yeah, the second time around, Matt made it through to 
the last, uh, the physical, and he didn't make it. He didn't pass the physical, which he was really disappointed about because he'd passed the physical the first time with flying colours, and this time he failed on the physical. So with the physical test at that time, and I actually don't know the specifics of it now, but um, at that time there was a balance beam and you had to do the balance beam right after doing some you know, heavy lifting exercise. So your legs were really worn out by the time that you were doing the balance beam. Um, and you got three goes of the balance beam and Matt fell off each time. And you can imagine like he was just shattered. And I remember we were staying in Dalesford because he must have had his um, test at Fiskville. I think, don't quote me on this, I'm really not good with the areas. Um, but yeah, I remember I was um, sitting, waiting for him to come back and be really excited and he swung open the door and he said I didn't pass and I thought he was joking. And so I kind of laughed and said, oh yeah, haha. And he was like, no, 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 I didn't pass. And we were both so disappointed, like... Oh, even now I can, our heart was, our hearts, <laughs> like I said, this is a really team effort. We were so committed and yeah, for him to not get in that, that was just so crap. And especially after the first time when we'd barely made an effort, um, he barely made an effort. Um, yeah. So anyway, he didn't get in and we were pretty frustrated at that time, but Again, we are like, all right, we've got one more try. So back then, and again, I don't know if this is still how it is these days, but you only had three opportunities. So he was like, okay, I'm going to give this a break. I clearly need a bit more experience of life. Um, we, we were and still are really um, believe in the universe. And we were like, okay, it's not meant to be right now. That's fine. So fast forward maybe a year. And I got pregnant. I got pregnant when I was 25, so probably not long after this. And um, we unexpectedly fell pregnant, story for another day. Um, and so that really got us thinking about our future. And Matt decided to give it another go. And so uh, he applied and was going through the process when I was pregnant, which I think that experience in itself was interesting looking back now, especially because, you know, our, we ourselves were going through such a transition, our relationship was going through such a transition. Um, and then to add this whole nother layer of, you know, a complete career change was bold and it was brave and um yeah so he applied and um we just kind of sat with that I think before he decided to apply no for sure before he decided to apply we went and stayed with my cousin who lives in the central coast in New South Wales and he is a paramedic and his wife is a nurse. At that time, she was a nurse in the ED. And we'd stayed with them a 
time before I'd stayed with them a few times before that and so I had had some experience of living obviously this was very much a little window um, but living with someone who worked shifts and they had a child or two or three <laughs> they had kids back then too so we kind of got wrapped our heads around okay so he's not around you know some days and some nights but then he's around a lot some days and so um, that was kind of a good um, experience for us to see what it was like um, having kids and yeah um, living as an emergency services person um, the other experience I had had was my other cousin um, was a police officer and we were living together at the time that she was, I think she was a recruit or fresh out of recruits. So that was, I'd also had experience with seeing someone um, working as a police officer and their gruelling hours. So <clears throat> after this trip to see my cousin, we sat down, I'll never forget it. We, I was pregnant and we're sitting in the pool in Sydney before we came home and Matt said, I think I want to apply again. I think it's time. And I said, are you sure that you want it to be the fireys? Like, let's brainstorm because I think you'd be great in all the emergency services, but let's brainstorm this. And so we sat and had this huge conversation and compared the highs and lows and um, shifts and all that of all of them. But we just kept coming back to firefighting. So with a strong head and lots of life experience he applied for the third time and yeah that was really interesting i remember he had his beep test when our eldest daughter was only like two weeks old or three weeks old um i remember going in with him to support him when he did the beep test in at the state netball hockey center in Melbourne and yeah, like feeding her in the toilets and seeing all these people <laughs> doing their beep test. Um, yeah, and he passed the beep test with flying colors and then he had his physical at, um, off the east, um, doesn't matter he had his physical we went there too and he passed that and there's a photo of us you know celebrating that and before we knew it he was in he passed his group interview and I think then he also had a one-on-one -on -one. and again we were there every step of the way me my eldest daughter and Matt we were doing it together and yeah she was six months old when he went off to recruits and even now I think back and I'm like god how did we get through that how the hell and you know funnily enough we actually fell pregnant again I think like three months later so um he'd go off for four days and come home for four days and clearly the timing of that was all great too <laughs> so anyway I found myself uh pregnant with a baby with my husband doing recruits and that was a whole um, interesting experience but he did it we did it and the payoff of all of that hard work and effort and dedication 
has been huge and we are so grateful for this career. Um, like I said at the start, things are definitely harder now. Um, the preliminary test, uh, the written test in itself is a lot harder, but it's got to be harder now because in Victoria they've amalgamated. So the paid fireys for CFA and the MFB have combined. And so the pool is smaller and they need to make sure that the applicants are good and dedicated. So with all of that being said and with that story being shared, um, I suppose the moral of that is if you are applying or thinking about applying, make sure that your heart's in it. Don't just be doing it because your friend does it and it looks like they live a pretty good life because as we'll get to in this series, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Um, as the person working in the role and their partner, um, particularly if you do have kids, it definitely does have its challenges, not like any other job. Um, and so I want to shine some light on that. But also, if you are keen and you really want it, persist and work hard. I can remember being in our house um, and we'd sit down and study together. I'd ask him questions. I'd role play as the person interviewing him. We took it seriously. This literally became our life during the application process, which maybe was three or four months. Um, it was, we lived and breathed applying and getting in and that persistence paid off. And even now, um, you, you still need to be persistent. You still need to practice um, for the roles that Matt's now doing. We have to put in effort to get to that. You don't just get handed these things. So um, also the life lessons, you know, that advice the first time to go back and do some things and learn some things and grow a bit was definitely great advice. And Matt definitely did that you know, <laughs> becoming a dad, changing jobs a couple of times will definitely do that to you. But also he forced himself to do those things and make a change for himself. So yeah, so that's how my husband got in. And next episode, I'm going to be sharing about now that he is in some of the challenges that I, as his partner find and then we'll also be talking to the man himself Matt and getting some insight into the application process now he knows a lot more about it than I do um, but also what it's like being a firefighter um, I also just wanted to mention that he put a lot of effort back then into going to all the fire, not all the fire stations, but some fire stations and meeting people and talking to firefighters and picking their brains and getting their wisdom. And I think that that's really important as well. If you are looking into um, the emergency services is go and talk to them, talk to the people that are on the ground and get insight from them and learn from them because you seeing things or hearing stories or your perceptions um, without asking those specific questions 
they they don't really count for anything. And I know that sounds really rude, but it's true. Ultimately, um, unless you're on the ground yourself and putting in the effort, you really don't have any idea. But in saying that, you're listening to this podcast, so maybe you'll learn some stuff here. Anyway, I'm going to close it off there. This podcast was brought to you by me, Erin Burke. Thank you so much for listening. You are welcome to email me at erin at theparentshub.com.au. That is my not-for-profit that I run. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land and I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.